let's do this. It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off The Leash. Uh, it sure is. Trent Mason, Otter in the host chair this Tuesday morning. Great to be here and uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, time to bring in the team now from GRV, Molly Haynes and Andrew Copley. Guys, good morning and welcome. Hello. Good morning, Trent. Well, it's been another massive few days in Greyhound Racing. Let's start with the Bendigo Cup on Sunday. And, Molly, there was plenty of support from trainers around Victoria and abroad. There sure was. Look, we have six Victorians and two interstate Greyhounds making up the Bendigo Cup, which is worth $67,000 across all three place gettings. Now, the two interstate Greyhounds are Vanderwarp, and he'll be representing Western Australia and Black Forge from New South Wales. But just in general, the Bendigo Cup heats were popular in regards to nominations. There were 73 Greyhounds that were entered to compete in the Bendigo Cup heats. Um, that is actually the highest number of Country Cup nominations this year. So that is really, really impressive. But I tell you what, standout in the heats was Big Flood. He's trained by Shona Thompson. He was the fastest qualifier of the eight heats. Now, all eight heat winners made it through to the Group 2 final, which will be run on Friday night. Big Flood is currently the TAB favourite at $3. But equal favourite is Strike a Light. Now, I believe she's the draw card of this field. She's a three-time Group 1 winner, and on top of that, she also won the Warnable Cup in May. Now, after the Warnable Cup, she did spend a couple of months on the sidelines due to a triangle injury, but she showed no signs of trouble in the heats, and I know her owner, George, will be very, very happy with her performance. Now, Andrew, there was also another impressive performance by young greyhound Orson Allen. Sure was, Molly. Orson Allen was absolutely superb. He jumped sort of just average so he's midfield during the race and came home very very powerfully running the second quickest time among all the heats he's the baby of the field only 26 months of age just the 12 starts to his name for seven wins and if successful it'll mean the first group win for Corey Grenfell and his young bride-to-be Samantha Ferguson well, we wish them the best of luck. We also wish our good friend George Ferrugia the best of luck. He's a, a good friend of ours, as I said, on this station. Does uh, plenty of work for us here at RSN 927, and he has a strike a light off the eight. Let's go through the field. And from the red, Peter Gallo for Gary Selkrieg, a $16 chance for uh, tab.com.au. The West Australian, great to see Vanderwalk back on track and an impressive win in the heat there. For $8 for Chris Howells. Aston Duke from the three for Shona Thompson, currently an $8 chance. Number four, Orson Allen, we've already spoken about at $12. Five, Bernardo for William McMahon, uh, an $8 chance. The six, Black Forge, going to be hard to beat for Darren Sultana, $6 down from New South Wales. And then we've got the two star Victorians. Number seven, Big flood for Shona Thompson, equal favourite at $3 and uh, one of the best pitchers in the country. Number eight, strike a light for Brett Bravo, also a $3 chance. Guys, it's a, uh, it is a tremendous field. Oh, it sure is. I'm really looking forward to Friday night. It's, it's really exciting. Should be a great race. Love these country cups. And when you've got eight heats and pretty much all the favourites won, you know you've got an outstanding final ahead of us. Oh, absolutely. It's RSN 927's Off The Leash. Racing. 
And flying out there, Codrington, Kid, Mapunga, Blazer got out well. Goes to second, followed there by Go Lassie Go. Now Cosmic Bonus got back in the field. They scamper out of the straight. Codrington, Kid being joined by the brilliant Mapunga Blazer who forges to the lead. There clear a Go Lassie Go, followed by Morris Minor. A mile back then, Trooper Manelli, Cosmic Bonus, Deep Impact is one of the last with uh, Drink Schooners. But have a look at Mapunga Blazer with a comeback, Kid. Mapunga Blazer shot clear, one by, oh, I reckon, nine lengths to Codrington. Kid, throw your uh, throw a few in there for the mix for third. Mpunga Blazer, gee, that was impressive on Thursday night up at Albion Park in Brisbane, smashing the track record. Geez, they're breaking uh, track records for fun up there at the moment. Tornado Tears has done it twice, and now Mpunga Blazer does it in a heat of the Group 1 Winner Cup. We've got the final on Thursday night, guys. Let's go through the box draw. Jury uh, has a good draw off the red here for uh, Tony Brett, and Tony Brett certainly knows how to win a Winter Cup. Two is going to do Rev. Three, Codrington Kid. Four, Joyce Rumble. Five, not available. Uh, another Victorian now in the care of a local trainer up there. Six, Mpunga Hunger Blazer, so the favourite has the six box. To his outside, and this is interesting, number seven, Hasten Slowly, and in the eight, it's uh, another local there, It's Dylan. It's another cracking field, and uh, the favourite with box six. What do you make of that? Well, it's interesting. I mean, three Victorians have made it through, and they are all quality. So Mapunga Blazer, we mentioned, broke Dinah Double One's track record by one and a half lengths, if you don't mind. Not available for Robbie Britton, up there with the local trainer there, just temporarily, and Hasten Slowly. Mpunga Blazers kennel mate with Jeff Britton. So a star-studded lineup from Victoria there. Going to be interesting. I'll tell you what, $100,000 to the winner. It's going to be great. But Mpunga Blazer, what a comeback. Like, retired to start for six months. Uh, came back after getting over his triangle injury. He's run best of night at Sandown two weeks ago. And now here he is stepping out in track record time. I spoke to Jeff Britton after that run, and he said, look, if this dog can ever string together three months of racing, we'll see a real race-hard dog that can run even quicker. So that's exciting times ahead, and hopefully all three get a clear run on Thursday night in the big final. Molly, have you got uh, any thoughts on, on the race? Oh, look, I think uh, the eight is, is going to get a pretty good run considering Hasten slowly just loves mm. to jump to the fence. But, look, I'm happy if... Uh, I'm going to be happy if Mapunga Blazer or... Well, I'll tell you what, any of the three Victorians uh, um, win or do well in this race. I, I love watching them run, but how about that race call from Mapunga Blazer? Yeah. I, I, it makes me smile listening to it. I think we've li- I've listened to it about ten times and I haven't stopped smiling since. Yeah, well done to uh, Paul Dolan. He's doing an outstanding job up there as part of the uh, Winter Carnival. Let's keep moving on. And, Andrew, we saw the retirement of one of the superstars of Greyhound Racing in New Zealand on Friday night. We did ring the bell of Greyhound bred here in Victoria out in Gippsland. He ran his very last race in the New Zealand Stayers Cup on Friday night. Now, unfortunately, he didn't quite manage to run a place, but let's not uh, let's not put a dampener on his extraordinary career. 91 starts, 37 wins, and since going to New Zealand, he had 27 races over there for 19 wins. So he took the Kiwis by storm. He, of course, is the only greyhound to win the Silver Collar twice. That is the most prestigious race in New Zealand. So he'll go down as a legend over there and he's going to be retired as a pet adopted by a lady named Jenny Bartlett. It's RSN 927's Off The Leash. Time now to introduce our special guest. And Keith Warburton passed away last Wednesday at age 89. Known as the Acrobat, Keith was a legend of the Carlton Football Club and was a legend of Greyhound Racing in Shepparton. Joining us on the line to talk about Keith is Shepparton Greyhound Racing Club manager Carl McGrath. Welcome, Carl. Welcome. G'day, Carl. Uh, obviously, Keith was a pretty special man. I mean, the Carlton Football Club wore 
black armbands in his honour in Saturday's loss to Port Adelaide. But what did he mean to the Shepherd and Greyhound Racing region? Oh, look, I suppose most regions have someone who, one or two people that they just think of for that area for greyhound racing. Keith was certainly that for us. He um, used to check everybody's greyhounds as a muscle man, and the, the name's been around greyhounds for a long time in this area, and just a super popular person. He had a bit of success as a greyhound trainer. Did he breed greyhounds as well? What can you tell us about his involvement as a participant? Yeah, all around. He bred greyhounds, trained greyhounds. Mostly he was known for as a greyhound checker, and um, we've done that for years and years. And um, and obviously his, his greyhounds had the prefix tat, so most people knew his dogs because they had a, a tat in front of it, T-A-T in front of their name. They, they recognised as a Warburton greyhound. Now, you mentioned that he was a muscle man, uh, which is the equivalent of probably a greyhound physio, I guess. Uh, and you actually described him the other day as the George Schofield of provincial greyhound racing, which is pretty high praise. Um, did you know, what can you tell us about his um, his trade as a muscle man? How much did he charge to to check a dog? And, and what sort of what sort of number of greyhounds was he checking per week? Look, I, I think you'd be very lucky to find anybody in... Um this part of the Victoria that never used him. Everybody went to him. They might have used some other checkers in between, but Keith, everyone's used Keith. And uh, I myself used to go to him regularly. And, you know, you can't really put a price on what Keith used to charge because uh, if you went there and you checked a few dogs and you give him $20, he always give you 5 bucks back to buy the kids an ice cream on the way home. And you, that was just the sort of chap he was, you know. He was also obviously a very talented footballer. He played something like 71 games for Carlton as a half-forward and kicked 94 goals. Um, now, there was a very famous incident back in 1952 where Keith was very seriously injured courtesy of an errant elbow, an accidental elbow, if you believe the story. But just remarkable what came out of that because he was in Prince Henry's Hospital. Um, really, uh, people weren't sure whether he was going to survive that injury. And um, the whole of Melbourne got behind him and donated blood and um, were listening to the radio for updates on his health. Do you know much more about that story, Carl? No, look, only what I've heard. And then, um, obviously, at the funeral yesterday, you know, they spoke about those times and how tough it was, obviously, for everybody involved. But, yeah, amazingly, Keith, he's been sick for a long time, Keith, but he just kept on going. So, but, um, no, look, it was, when you heard the stories yesterday of what he achieved in football, even after the bad injury, it was still incredible to be, you know, to um, put in the Hall of Fame up in the country here and, you know, winning Australian titles in bowls and all these things after his horrific injuries. And it just shows, I think, the character of the man. And he, um, one thing I, I do know about Keith, that he was known for playing it fair and being a gentleman, and that's how he's conducted his whole life. Well, that was my next question, Carl. It's Molly here. Um, is that exactly how you remember Keith as a gentleman? Yeah, look, it's one of those things where I was thinking about it the other day and... Um, you know, I went home and told my wife to keep it past and all that, and she was upset because he just had that impact on people. And I suppose you get remembered for being a great footballer or a great you know, whatever politician or whatever it may be in life. But you know, Keith was a good greyhound trainer, a good greyhound breeder, and a, a very good greyhound checker. But he was he was actually a great man. And that's what I remember about Keith. It was just one of those. I've never heard anyone say a bad word about him. I've never heard Keith say a bad word about anybody. And that's how I remember him. Just one of those. Uh, the utmost respect for everybody he had. So, Yeah, look, I count myself as one of the unlucky ones, having not met Keith while he was alive. But 
Carl, you're not only the manager of the Shepherd and Greyhound Racing Club, you're also one of Victoria's leading greyhound breeders. And a greyhound you bred rock up top is the first reserve in the Bendigo Cup on Friday night after running second in his heat. Yeah, no, it's great. Uh, rep for the owner, um, Jerry from New South Wales, and he's bought a few dogs off me over the years. And this dog's already won a Group 1 for him, so I suppose anything that wins now is a bonus for, a bonus for him. But, oh, I'd love to see him get a run, but I don't wish anyone else to be miss out on their opportunity to race on in the final. Well, Carl, I'm sure you are aware that 12 months ago, the reserve got up to win the Bendigo Cup, a dog called Landmark. That must give you some hope, especially given that, like Rock up top, he's he was trained by Robert Britton. Well, I mean, like I said, I don't wish um, ill, Ill hope for anybody else that has to pull out for injury, but if they do, I'm sure Rock up top will acquit himself very well in the final, and I'll be certainly barracking for him. <laughs> good on you, Carl. Thanks for joining us to share some memories of Keith Warburton, and good luck if you get a run on Friday night. No worries. Thanks very much. It's RSN 927's Off The Leash. Time now to check out the uh, check out the performance of the Watchdog. And the Watchdog, Andrew, on Sunday afternoon at Bendigo was absolutely red hot. Seven out of 12 winners, if you don't mind. Oh, it's an extraordinary performance. And, uh, of course, that included the Bendigo Cup heats. Picked five of the eight heat winners, seven from 12 overall. Of course, among them, Vanderwarp at $2.60, Big Flood at two sixty, Peter Galo at two sixty, and then one of the non-heat winners, Double Q at two ninety. So some good winners there. Just pays to follow the watchdog. For all your free form guides for all Victorian Greyhound Race meetings, there's 23 per week. Simply go to the website, fasttrack.grv.org.au forward slash watchdog. Absolutely. If you like uh, winning money, and I'm sure we all do, <laughs> make sure you follow the watchdog uh, for all the meetings right throughout Victoria. Time now for the Litter of the Week, one of my favourite segments, Molly, and uh, which litter have you identified for us this time around? Well, look, I have actually identified two, and mainly because, well, I suppose I should talk about who they are. It's Invictus Rain and Invictus Glory. They're both bred by the Invictus Kennel Syndicate, managed by George Zagoulis. Now, Andrew, I believe that a few of our listeners will actually recognise their litter brother, and his name is Invictus Rapid. Well, certainly our Greyhound fellows would be aware of that Greyhound Invictus Rapid. He had his 100th start last Thursday night, Molly, and came up with the chocolate, so a great effort. That was his 38th career win, along with uh, 34 placings. What a versatile greyhound he's been. Ran fourth in the Darwin Cup. Done a bit of racing in Tassie with plenty of success and winning last Thursday night in his 100th start. Uh, certainly, these pups who are out of his litter sisters will uh, create plenty of interest. Absolutely. Now, there were seven pups born in the Black Magic Opal Invictus Rain litter. So there were three dogs and four females. They were born in April 2018, so they're around the three-month-old mark. But the second litter, so there's only a month between these two, four pups in the Barsha Bale Invictus Glory litter, three dogs, one female. They were born in May 2018, so that does make them around two months old. But if you want to contact or want any more information on the litters born throughout Victoria, they're all in our Greyhound Monthly. Now, there's an online version of the monthly. So just go to grv.org.au and click on the Greyhound Monthly icon on the right-hand side of the page. Well, that is uh, some litter, that's for sure. All right, so moving on, the Gap Dog of the Week, Molly. And uh, it's a dog called Harry. What can you tell us about Harry? Well, Harry is eight years old. He is black. But his race name was Super Herdy. Now, he's raced by 
the Bombers Boys Syndicate. So I believe they are Essendon supporters, and I would say he would have to be too. He had one win for four placings from his 16 career starts. And look, I'm told from the Gap staff that he doesn't really like to share his toys or his bed. And look, <laughs> Good on him. I, I don't blame him. <laughs> but um, So he would be better suited to a home with no other dogs. But what is a really big positive for him is that he's re- he'll be suited to a home with full-time workers. And another great thing about Harry is that because he's over the age of six, his adoption fee is waived. So that's $75. You don't have to pay for him. So he is, like I said, an eight-year-old black male, super herdy or Harry. He's looking for a new home. But like I mentioned last week, our next adoption day will be at Warrigal on Sunday, August 5. But Andrew, every day is adoption day at Gap, I believe. Yeah, it's true. You don't have to wait for an adoption day. As great as they are, you can go to the Seymour Kennels, just an hour north of Melbourne, open Monday to Friday, 8.30am to 4pm or on Saturdays by appointment. Or if you think Seymour's a bit too far out of your reach, there's also a location at Baxter, open on the weekends, down by the Mornington Peninsula, only 45 minutes from Melbourne. You can book by appointment there any Saturday or Sunday. Go to gap.grv.org.au to find out more. Make sure you go and have a look. You won't look back, I promise you that. we got our girl, my wife and I, when she was two. She's now 12, and uh, we've had the best 10 years with her. She's uh, a tremendous pet. They're just great pets. So if you haven't uh, been to the Seymour Centre or anywhere else to check them out, make sure you do so. Guys, time goes fast. That's it for today's show. Thanks for joining us. We'll do it all again next week. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Trent. Want to hear Off The Leash again? It'll be up on iTunes, on Facebook and on the podcast page at rsn.net.au.